This is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Daniel Michael Crane, DMC. Welcome, DMC. How are you? Doing good. Or as we call you, DeLorean Motor Car. No, wait, no, <laughs> Daniel Michael Crane. You and I have met multiple times at gigs, at events, because you are a singer. You're an entertainer, I think is a better way to describe it. Tell us uh, a little bit about you, real quick. Well, I'm a seasoned local performer uh, based out in Sevierville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I uh, got my si- early singing start in New York City in the clubs and the lounges and the uh, restaurants and what have you. Yeah. Uh, and, and you do a little bit of everything, a little bit of country and a little bit of uh, the classics, too, like the Sinatra style. Yeah, a little bit of everything from doo-wop to oldies to Good. classic country. Uh, well, we'll dig into that a little bit more, but first got to say thank you very much for like it, liking, <laughs> sharing, and subscribing. You can like it, too, if you want, but we appreciate your uh, telling your friends about the Frank and Friends Show, and make sure you uh, hit that thumbs-up button, hit that subscribe button, so you don't miss any of our episodes and uh, you can also find our fabulous Frank and Friends Show merch, like the hoodies. Here's the fancy uh, the hoodie. It's almost hoodie season. I mean, it's still a little warm for me, but I got the logo on the front and the back. It's got you written all over uh, it. It sure does. <laughs> sure does. And you can get those at frankandfriendsshow.com slash store. Uh, you can also listen to the audio feed on all your favorite podcast apps. In case you don't want to look at us, you can just pause. and Actually, though, let the video play. Because um, that we can counts, you know, counts toward our uh, our view hours. <laughs> you know, it's all about the algorithms, and you know that because that's how you've been uh, successful is getting the word out using social media to get people to come to your shows. Mm-hmm. It's a really a law of averages thing to me. For every one person that says no, that next two will say yes, and so on and so yeah. forth. Yeah, I guess it's like selling cars. So we're both from New York, but we both love the Southeast. And in fact, you've you've adapted. It sounds like a little more of the. Uh, Southern accent than I have. A little bit, but when I get really passionate about something or somebody says something about my family or my fur babies, the, the Southern accent completely goes away and the New York comes out and it just won't stop. <laughs> I was talking to a lawyer uh, last week who I didn't know was from New York. It turns out I thought he was from here. And he said he totally learned the Southern accent and the Southern charm because it helped him win cases <laughs> in the Southern courtrooms. I'm like, that's the most Matlock story I've ever heard. <laughs> but I think Andy Griffith, of course, is... I think he's supposed to be a real Southern lawyer, but you know what? Put on the seal sucker and, uh, and go win your case, uh, attorney. Um, so where, when we say New York, I mean, New York's a, a fairly populous area. Uh, <laughs> whereabouts exactly? I mean, I'm, I mean, I grew up in Yonkers. My parents are from the Bronx. What about you? I grew up in Long Island, New York. Uh-huh. Uh, more specifically, the South Shore, east end of Long Island. Uh, just a few towns outside of West Hampton. Oh, be more. I mean, I'm literally. Please be narrow that down because I have family in uh, the Hamptons. A place called East Mauritius. I'm a couple of towns outside of West Hampton. Yeah, West yeah. West Hampton Beach High School, class of 2008. What's up? You really went there? Yes, I did. I did not know you were that far yeah. out. For some reason, I thought you were a Nassau County boy, and it turns out you're Suffolk all the way. That's right. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, my um, daughter was recently vacationing up there and with her kids, and she was texting me, "Dad, what are some good places to take the kids?" And I said, well, uh, you know, there's the Whaling Museum, but it was closed that day. So I'm like, so I'm Googling now. At this oh, point. well. They did end up going on a different day and had a good time at the Whaling Museum in Sag Harbor. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, I, I found on the Google Maps a place I had never been to, but there's a natural history museum on that road that goes from Sag Harbor to Bridgehampton. And they said it was fantastic. She couldn't get the kids to leave because there's a touch tank, you know, where you can uh, reach in there and touch, you know, a little. Uh, I don't know if it's horseshoe crabs or whatever, but little, you know, local fish. And then they went swimming in the bay, which I prefer. 
mm-hmm. uh, Peconic Bay over the Atlantic Ocean. I mean, ocean, people love the ocean. But to me, it's this loud. It makes too much noise. Yeah, Peconic Bay is near the Riverhead area. Riverhead's beautiful. Well, well, Peconic Bay is huge, yeah. So you can get to it. There's parts of Southampton where you can get to uh, and Sag Harbor where you can go out in the bay. And it's just, it's just so calm and it's great for the little kids. They were running right in the water without any fear at all. It was nice. I loved growing up on Long Island. I had a really great childhood there. Yeah? Did you? I mean, for me, it was about you know going and looking for going fishing a lot, or going looking for you know frogs and turtles in the woods and all. Yeah, that go kind of riding stuff. our bikes around the neighborhood, jumping over the uh, holes like Mama said not to do. But <laughs> guess who would have to do it anyway, just to try to prove himself? Evil Knievel over here. And I walk around to the beach around the You're neighborhood. You're probably too young to know who Evil Knievel is. Yeah, the motorcycle guy. Okay, good. I, I think he's sadly that. no longer with us. Yeah, I got. I met him once. He was in bad shape. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> He came by for whatever radio station I was at for an interview. But it was cool. I mean, because I remember, you know, as a kid watching him on TV all the time doing those amazing jumps and crashes. Uh, yeah, sorry. I would vacation on Long Island, you know, grew up in, in Yonkers, but go out and spend a, a week or two each summer out there on the. Before it was fancy. See, I was Hamptons before Hamptons was cool. <laughs> the Hamptons. Very can you nice. make a country song about that? I mean, I think you can make anything about a country song now. How, do you ever write your own songs? Or I mean, because I, I think of you as a tribute. Is it fair to say a tribute artist? A tribute you... artist, but that, that's kind of has like two different kind of meetings. People hear tribute and they think it's an impersonation. I essentially, you know, I don't dress up like a Kenny Chesney or a George or a Garth. I don't have the big band behind me. Uh-huh. It's just my own personal take on their classics to help keep this stuff going. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. So, um, so you, and you're a compact unit. You can sing to tracks if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, I think, in, in, especially in Sevier County, there are a lot of great tribute artists who do, like you said, like the guy, uh, Travis James, who does the Conway Twitty act. He puts on the wig. That's right. That's at Main Event Theater in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. You know him. He's yeah, a good guy. Like plug in the show there. You know, I, Travis is a good guy, and he sometimes yeah. has an Elvis act in there, too, when... Um, like twice a week, I think. That's right. Eli Williams is their uh, main headlining Elvis there. And they got Stuart Chapman on rotation uh, when he can't. Do I've met it. Stuart, yeah. And uh, Tra- Travis jumps in every now and then. He still gets it. Travis can still get it up there. I love it. And Renee's wife is such a sweetheart. Love her to death. Yeah. Hello, darling. Nice okay. to see you. And then uh, there's, I think they reopened Memories Theater because I know Michael Chambliss has been doing his Elvis act That's right. all over the place. And his wife. Um, Samantha doesn't she do a Marilyn Monroe just Marilyn Monroe there and Tanya Tucker it's an absolutely spot on Tanya Tucker really the the attitude the gruffy voice that Tanya had and Michael's also there headlining Garth Brooks as well outside of Elvis so he does both Elvis and Garth he does yeah you start with like two kings of the music business two of the biggest showmen that there really ever was yeah yeah who uh, were your favorites when you were a kid I mean you're you're pretty young I mean to me you're still a kid I mean, compared to me. I mean, well, you know, I got, I got a few less years than you, I think, just a few. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously, growing up in Long Island, uh, Billy Joel, of course, because he was the soundtrack of every Long Island kid's life. My he's finally included. moving. He's finally dumping New York and moving Finally, yeah. He's, uh, his last res- residency at Madison Square Garden's up this year. I yeah, think he yeah. said it was 20 years he's been doing that. I might yeah. be misremembering that. I guess. Yeah. Billy Joel, obviously, Elton John, Barry Manilow. That was like the big three up there. Oh, wow. And like yeah. the Beach Boys were to Jan and Dean as the Beatles were to the Rolling Stones. It's those sure. kind of bands. And yeah. doo Op and Oldies. I was raising all the PBS Channel 13 specials with Cousin Brucey and Jerry Butler. Oh, I know the shows you're talking yeah, about. So I was yeah. raised on all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh, Channel. That's, in fact, that's what we used to call it. We always called it just Channel 13 instead mm-hmm. of PBS because I think, you know, it was WNET. 
for the educational television. I mean, I, I predate the existence of PBS watching those shows. We'd watch them in the classroom, and I would tell my teacher, you know, isn't it time for Pocketful of Fun? We're supposed to be watching uh, some show on uh, the, the Channel 13. That was the days <laughs> when the teacher would roll in the TV, hop yeah, in your car, my, and you know it's nap time. Sister Alice, uh, she used to call me the walking, talking TV guide because I would be just ready to stop whatever we were doing and watch the show. <laughs> like, it's 2 o'clock, sister. Occasionally, I was a pleasure to have in class, but my mother found my uh, progress report some time ago. And she's like, oh, I grew up with an Italian mom. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, oh, why am I not surprised? Speaks out in class, calls out in class, speaks out in class. I raised a clown. My son's a clown. <laughs> now, you've, um, you know, you, you haven't had the easiest life, but you're open to talking about it. Yeah. You know, some of the struggles that you've had, but you obviously have a supportive family who's helped you through it. Absolutely, yeah. What about, what are those struggles? Tell us it. I actually have a high-functioning form of autism referred to as Asperger's. Mm-hmm. I always tell people Asperger's, no fries. <laughs> <laughs> I have another friend who uh, I think has a, a mild form of that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely got struggles, you know, social awkwardness. I'm sure that's probably going to be on full display through this whole thing. Well, I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, social awkwardness, you know, ill-timed jokes when nobody asked for it. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I'll still I'll start ranting about stuff that I'm passionate about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Impatience, change in routine. I also go through struggles with depression, anxiety, and things like that yeah. as well. But you find, um, I mean, you're not you're not letting it win. You know, you. I'm not. It's yeah. uh, that's to the point of music. That's why I love music. It's uh, it's my escape. You know. See, for me, it's comedy. That's interesting. That's right. You no, know, it's I a can, joke. I don't do jokes. Yeah, you don't do jokes. I mean, that's the. I mean, it's um, alleged comedy. I mean, you know, but I enjoy doing improv. We'll talk a little more about that that's coming right. up in a moment. Have you ever come see me do improv? You need to do. You need to come I have not. Where do you do that? Um, Scruffy City Hall on Market Square every Tuesday. We start around eight fifteen. Uh, it's free to get in. You have to pay to leave, but uh, we do appreciate uh, you know when you come down and see us. We do the whose line is it anyway style short form improv. So you might know my friend Alex Stokes then. I went to his birthday party yeah. recently. Isn't he one of the funniest people you've ever met in your life? He, does, now, he does stand-up, yeah. which is, you know, kind of the, the complement of, of improv. You know, we, um, in, in stand-up, you start with all these ideas, and you always are trying to reduce them down into a joke. Mm-hmm. Because the joke, you want to get it, you want to, you want to hit it, hit and get out, get in and get out. So really, you're trying to take maybe this 15-minute monologue in your head, and distill it down to a 15-second joke, ideally, that has, you know, the setup, the, the, what we call the premise the, um, and the punchline. Premise, break the premise, punchline. Boom, boom, boom. Three elements of the joke. And premise, pattern, uh, punchline, sorry. So I don't do stand-up. Um, and Alex teaches that. He'll teach you. You can take a class through UT Extension. And a lot of times he'll have the, um, the class at Scruffy City Hall on a Tuesday night right before we go on and it'll encourage the students to stick around and watch what we do which is the you take that whole equation and you turn it upside down instead of starting with a lot and reducing it down to nothing little uh, we start with nothing we start with the tiniest little mustard seed and expand on it go in the other direction and when we get to the funny part we stop so when you say tell me a joke like well you know take a little while let's give me a let's start on a topic and then we keep adding to it, and you're involved as the audience. You're part of that, so we're doing it together. And you know, when we create the joke together, the audience really resonates with it because they, they were in on that from the beginning. They watched it grow. So that's the difference. You know, one you're reducing, and one you're expanding. Does he sit down? 
Or does he just do stand-up? Um, he did sit during the birthday party. They put him in a throne-like chair, he and his wife Jenny, and they had some of his students get up there and roast him, um, which I thought was funny because, you know, one of the guys was roasting the saying to all the students, you know, you're paying this guy $30 for what you could do for nothing in an open mic night. <laughs> what, what are you getting from this guy <laughs> except an open mic night? Which is pretty funny. Well, while we're on the topic of improv, why don't we segue into our sponsorship for this week, which is the Secret City Improv Festival. You can take classes from experienced improvisers. You can go watch not only the Einstein Simplified style of short-form improv, which I think another group like um, Blue Plate Special from uh, Greenville is very good, and I recommend them. I, li- I love watching their act because it's they do some of the same games that we might do, but their spin on them is always going to be different. That's the beauty of improv. Um, but he'll also bring in, among these 23 professional troops from all over the place. I mean, folks travel from Chicago and Atlanta and the Carolinas and, I mean, the Midwest. People love improv fest, so they'll travel in for it. And you'll see long-form improv, a lot of long-form improv. That seems to me to be the more popular form currently. It goes in waves, you know, when Einstein Simplified started, Whose Line Is It Anyway was brand new, and that became a real thing. Everybody was doing short form. Now, Einstein Simplified's been around for 29 years, so um, it makes sense that we're still doing that, but a lot of the newer groups do short, long-form improv where you're, like, trying to create a play. You know, you've got a beginning, a middle, and an end, and may have the same characters for the entire... Well, if you, it depends how long their show is at an improv festival they get about 25 minutes so that same 20 storyline goes for 25 minutes whereas in einstein we're like five minutes next five minutes next we'll do five completely different scenes in that same time frame but you can try all of that out see what you like it's coming up the first weekend of october which is the bye weekend that's the sixth and seventh they also have a special workshop on sunday the eighth with tj mannix so the format is friday night um they've got shows at 9 and 11 p.m um, then on Saturday the 7th, they've got shows at 3, 5, and 7 in the afternoon, and those will be clean, family-friendly shows, then 8.45 and 10.30. During the day on Saturday, you can also take those workshops. Um, there's a charge for those uh, with Nick Condon, TJ Mannix, Neil Leahy, and the Nashville Improv Company, which does musical improv. That might be something that interests you, where they will compose a song on the spot based on something the audience suggests. And there's certain methods they use like the you know we're going to create the first part of the hook the bridge the, or the you know, whatever you would create in a song you know the chorus the bridge the a hook. key change of course every good yeah, song all that they, they work yeah. on all that and the piano player will kind of give you the cues and you only have to do it the one time and then it's disposable and you move on and make up a new song so uh you know there's no wrong answers in improv um, get your tickets. They're $10 for one night, $20 for both nights of the Secret City Improv Fest. You can buy them online at secretcityimprovfest.com slash frank. Uh, and uh, you can also buy them in person at multiple outlets in Oak Ridge, including Calamity's Coffee, The Feral Shop, and Gaia's Wisdom, or the Checkpoint Gaming Store, which is in Clinton. So whether you're in Clinton or Oak Ridge, you can buy those tickets for 10 bucks or 20 bucks. Learn more about the schedule, about who else is going to be there at secretcityimprovfest.com. I'll just say slash Frank, because I'm sure you can get to all of that uh, as well. And I think I get credit for your uh, ticket sales, which is good for me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so buy your ticket uh, through my thing 
I mean, I'm nothing against the, the stores in Oak Ridge. You can go there. <laughs> so uh, any improv experience, musical or as jazz is improv a lot? I've but, actually not had to do a whole lot of improv. It's, I, mean, I got my early uh, singing start in theater and stuff, but we didn't do a whole lot of improv. I find that improv people are terrified of memorizing, terrified of, of straight theaters, and, then, uh, and the other way around, that a lot of um, actors... They don't want to do improv. They're like, nope, give me a script. I'll learn that script and I'll have it memorized. And once in a while, I've seen people make the transition. There was a guy named Dave Snow who used to be in our troupe. And he wanted to grow. And now he's in almost every production. They do at Theater Knoxville downtown um, doing memorized plays. You know, he played Hercule Poirot in their version of um, Murder on the Orient Express. And he's done, I've seen him play Sherlock Holmes. I guess I have a thing for detectives. Because I'll, I'll go see uh, my friend play these famous detectives in these different plays. Um, but that seems like what all he does now. I don't think he does any improv anymore. And a lot of the things we do in improv started as games, theater games, like rehearsal. You'd go in, when you did started in theater, did they have any of these exercises? Like work, how did you, um, I mean, how do you learn to act? That's what... You take the... Um so I had an acting teacher in, in college. I went to Suffolk County Community College, class of 2011. Got my associates in general theater, musical theater. Mm-hmm. I had a teacher's name was Stephen Lance Gaffro. He actually had a role on One Life to Live for a oh. short time there. Um, he said, you know, make your own personal um, monologue yeah. around what the play is. Like, make a monologue that's personal to you. Yeah. And when you're thinking of that monologue, as you're saying the lines and whatever the play is, think of that monologue. Okay. So, like, whatever you're... So you're bringing something of yourself to the scripted part. Yeah, so essentially you're thinking of, like, two different things at once. He always said, if you think the emotion, they're going to see it. Just think the emotion and just let it go. All right. He also uh, retired Special Forces as well. He was retired Special Forces. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he didn't run his uh, stage combat class, like (laughs) your granddaddy's gym class. Yeah, he definitely put us through our paces. I'll never forget that. (laughs) Now, how does that help you when you're up there singing? Maybe even when you're first starting out in New York. I mean, do we, can you apply the acting lesson? Because you're performing when you're singing, too. Oh, absolutely. You've got to feel the song. It's, uh, I think every song has a personal monologue. You surprised me when you did a Sinatra song. Uh, you may have watched our video a year ago when my cousins were in town and we went to the um, glamping place. The Smoky Hollow Outdoor Resort. And you were there as the entertainment that mm-hmm. night. Um, but you, I knew you did country music because you wore a cowboy hat. But then when you did the Sinatra song, I'm like, wait a minute, whoa, this, uh, you caught me off guard. There. Classical training, that's also essentially is another way to say ear training. I actually taught myself how to sing country. Yeah. The operatic and Rat Pack and Broadway stuff, that's where my training is. Ah. So when I do that during a show and I flip that switch, people are like, dude, <laughs> how and why? I see, you, you've got them thinking you're the country, which yeah. actually is the second layer. And then you pull back and go yeah, to the... so I usually end most of my shows with, you know, where it all began to kind of bridge that gap to where it started versus where yeah. I am now. Yeah. What is next then? Where, I mean, are you more into the country world or do you want to go into... I mean, be versatile and do everything, right? Pop, I do a little whatever. bit of everything, yeah. Okay. So, where I mean, where do you see yourself in a couple of years? Honestly, I don't know if I have a particular goal in mind. I'm just I'm fine living my but life. But you here. keep working at it, though. You're yeah. working towards something, right? Yeah. What? I know what that something is. I won't know until it's here, right? I don't know. I mean, because I'm, I'm thinking we talked about some of those mutual friends we have yeah. who have steady jobs in the theaters in Sevier County. I mean, um, 
but you're making a fine living doing being the mobile guy, the one who's flexible and can sing at a office party, wedding reception. What kind of gigs do you do? Uh, assisted livings, uh, nursing homes, marinas, bars, restaurants, anywhere I can go. I'm a little envious of that. I got a, a phone call from a lady at one of the um, assisted living or retirement homes. And she's like, uh, we noticed we've already paid you for your upcoming performance, so what day are you coming? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. She says, well, this is Frank and Friends, right? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I, I don't think I'm going to come over and do a podcast for the, the retirees. There's a guy, apparently, named Frank, who, and his wife, call themselves Frank and Friends, and they sing in retirement homes. Okay, so there's a But they don't have a website. They don't have a Facebook page. They don't have anything. So this lady, who was new to the job, it just Googles Frank and Friends, <laughs> thinking she's going to find the old guy who sings at the retirement home. <laughs> and she came, she got my number, and she's emailing me and calling me and everything. I'm like, I, uh, what? <laughs> I love singing for those places too, Frank. I tell you what, it's, you, you want to talk about the power of music? Go there and see a show down there, or go do a show yourself. It's, their minds could be anywhere at these places, but how the music just brings everything back for that split few minutes or seconds. So, what era of music works for you when you go there? Do you? Do what your era are you Those kind of places, about? usually I go about 50s to 60s or 50s to 70s. Yeah. Various different things from doo to oldies to the classic country. Give me some titles, though. I want to know uh, uh, some specific songs that are in your repertoire. Uh, it's in terms of like that range? That, yeah, uh, start there. I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know any country songs. I mean, I, um, I'm trying to think of the name of a Garth Brooks song. I Got Friends in Low Places. Yeah. I got one. That's one point for Frank. Uh, but I bet I'll recognize all the... Uh, I mean, I, I'm a classic hits DJ. I should yeah. know the 60s and 70s songs. So oldies and doo-wop and all the rap pack stuff. Are you talking about stuff like Herman's Hermits, Peter Noon? Oh, wow, yeah. Um, Into Something Good is in my show. Uh, Larry Chance and the Earls. Um, well, that goes way back. That's right. Caramia, Jay and the Americans. It's uh, I usually uh, I'll oh, sometimes encore with that after New York, New York, and people will uh-huh. give me that look. How are you going to sing that two or three hours later? And then I sing it, and they're like, Yeah, yeah. But um, then so, Frat Pack, of course, Sinatra, Dino, uh, Bobby Darren. I love that stuff. Uh, Frankie Valley and the oh. Beach Boys. Like the list just goes on and on. Yeah. Country music: Kenny Chesney, Garth Brooks, George Strait, Alan Jackson, um, Conway Twitty, um, Keith Whitley. Not a lot of people doing Conway, though. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned Travis James because he's yeah. so he is the Conway around. He, here. He's such an exception. That's right. I mean, even not just locally, but regional. Uh, regionally, you know, um, my friend Bean is a big Conway Twitty fan. He was just we were texting about who does Conway Twitty songs anymore. You know, one of the biggest artists in the history of music, not just country music. We got uh, his, uh, I think his grandson's out there. I think oh, good. Tr- Trey, I think is his name. I, I might be getting his name wrong, but his well, grandson. Well, tell me, out. yeah. His grandson is out there. Conway's grandson's actually out there with Loretta's uh, granddaughter, and they actually have a okay. group called Twitty Lynn. That, oh, that's, that's something. There. I didn't know that. And there's also a guy out there by the name of David Lee who does a really fine Conway Twitty. He's also oh. an Elvis tribute artist as now, well. Now, what about new songs? You mentioned some of these contemporary country songs, country artists. So new stuff's coming out all the time. Um, how quickly would you might you add a new song to the repertoire, or do you want to wait and make sure it's a hit? I wait to make sure it's a hit, because then if you do that, people are more likely to identify with it. Yeah, like yeah. Some of the modern guys in my show, I got guys like Luke Combs is in there, Morgan Wallen. Mm-hmm. Um, who else I got in there? Uh, Jason Aldean is in there. 
What's a, I heard of Jason Aldean, but I couldn't take any of his titles. Uh, she's she's country. That's, okay. that's the only Aldean song I have in there. She's country. Morgan uh-huh. Wallen, I got sand in my boots. He's uh, from around here, right? That's right, yeah. He's an East uh, Tennessee boy. I think he's local like um, Kenny like Chesney. Chesney. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember um, we when I worked at uh, the station that did Dancing with the Knoxville Stars, we had Morgan Wallen as one of the stars. And at the time, everyone's like, who's this guy? He's nobody. <laughs> so now, who is that guy now, Frank Murphy? Who is that guy now? Oh, yeah, he's a big deal. Yeah. What do you mean when you say uh, important titles and doing right by them? You know, there's. Um, this isn't aimed at anyone specifically, mind you. Um, just, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of people and places out there that use their titles to try to make people feel like they can't speak up or they don't have a voice. And their song titles or their job titles? Uh, their job titles, just in general. I, I think it's a terrible thing when you use your title to intimidate somebody. H- how you treat people and how you do right by that title, I think, is most important. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I mean, that's, it's, uh, that's what it's all about, is people remember how you made them feel. Yeah. You know, you can... Um, you can say one thing, but if you don't mean it, That's they'll right. see right through that, like you're talking about. you got to feel the emotion... Not just when you're singing and yeah. interacting, but when you're interacting. And mind you, that's not to say I'm perfect either. I mean, I'm no, the reason for a lot of those dust-ups. But um, just the entitlement that people think comes with their like last name or their title just is very disappointing. Oh, you know? right. Well, I hope you're not talking about me. Cause oh, no, no. No, Mr. Murphy. Because <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> no, Mr. Murphy. I got no title. I got no nothing. <laughs> um, and you also mentioned, uh, I know that you are good with using backing tracks. It gives you an amazing flexibility because mm. you can... Um, turn on a dime if the audience wants you to switch from, you know, you may have a plan, but you can also do requests pretty easily because you just type in whatever song it is you want. Yeah, and um, there's a perception out there about backing tracks. Now, on one hand, I get you hear one guy or one person with tracks. Most people will identify that with karaoke, but... Well, I mean, also, having worked at a Top 40 station, when we would bring in, I mean, we, we brought in Rihanna to the Knox County first day of school festival when she had one hit you know whatever the first one was uh, ponder replay so you know she has she shows up she's just a little kid a high school kid from barbados and um she's got maybe three songs she's going to do at the uh, where were we at the expo center on clinton highway <laughs> right can you believe rihanna played the expo center on clinton highway really? and <laughs> So we're there. We'd, Humble beginnings. That's yeah, because she'd have to go wherever the record company told her to go. But we would have it set up so that they would have the three tracks that she's going to sing to. And it was the same deal. And any of those up-and-coming Top 40 acts, when they do these big festival concerts, you know, we used to have Star Jam at um, Pitch and Forge or wherever we would be, Some very few of the acts had a full band. Well, I don't know. We use trash. I think it's a fuller sound. You know, it's, you know. Good Charlotte had enough money that they can bring their whole band. So their whole band is set up. Their whole back line is set up. But meanwhile, when the Owl City guy is going to sing, you know, one song or two songs, he's going to get there and do Fireflies and whatever. Um, Yeah, we're just going to play the track and he's going to get up there and do do a little Fireflies. Uh, That's my impression of Fireflies, uh, which... The thing is, on one hand, you know, I, I get from a business standpoint how most people prefer a live band or a musician or players, but on the other hand, to me, it's, it's about the people being happy and having fun. I think that's most important. Do you ever sing? I went to a wedding that had a big old live band recently, and I imagine that must have cost a fortune. Do you ever go? Uh, ever have the opportunity to do that? Oh, I should be singing at my twin sister and my brother-in-law's wedding on New Year's with Eve. With a band or with tracks? I'll be doing that with tracks, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, but um, the thing with tracks is it's, I think the people that want to call it karaoke without actually analyzing the metrics of it, you know, it's cost-benefit, you know, low maintenance, you know, less hassle for the venue. 
But karaoke specifically includes a actually looking at the words, right? A screen with the bouncing like ball, yeah. and it's a different vibe than what you're doing. Is you've learned the songs, that's and right. You're just, I mean, I'm assuming you're using something very yeah. similar to a karaoke track, but you don't need to read the lyrics. Yeah. And I'm not saying I take it personally, but I think it's, it's those people that wouldn't be able to get themselves up there themselves and subject themselves to that kind of label. It, yeah. It's, uh, All right. Well, I understand. That's cool. All right. Well, we're getting to the uh, end of our half hour together. So uh, what else do you want to mention before we have to go? Uh, what else did I have? Well, how do we get in touch with you? How do we find you? How do you, uh, you know, what, what kind of uh, gig are you could one of our oh, yeah. viewers? So uh, you can uh, Facebook me, Daniel Michael Crane DMC. Mm-hmm. Uh, just says it right there on Facebook. I actually have your uh, the poster for today's. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, film it on the and cover. And I'll put filming. a link in our uh, description so you can just click right on that. Facebook, find me at Daniel Michael Crane Entertainment or Crane's Country Tribute to Legends, or just go to youtube.com slash Mr. Music Man 25 or just look up Daniel Michael Crane. It's me and my red blazer. <laughs> well, I'll put all that in the description so you make it easy for you to click on that. Now, um, thank you, Daniel. Appreciate you. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate you. If you do you like having. audio entertainment of all kinds, we do recommend highly that you check out Audible. And if you go to audibletrial.com slash show, you get a free 30-day premium membership to Audible, which gives you a free MP3 download every month, or included in the price. But the first month, of course, it's free. I just said it was a free membership for 30 days. So take full advantage of that. Download that MP3. Keep it on your device forever. And the membership will continue until you decide, oh, I can't listen anymore, which is probably going to be never. Because the thing about it is you just did a long car ride mm-hmm. from Alabama to and get North here Alabama. this morning. And I appreciate you doing that. That was... I was th- <laughs> trying to figure out how you got here in time, but you managed to do it. It was a long drive. Uh, but listening, you know, while you're multitasking, you can listen and drive, you can listen and walk, you can, I can listen in my AirPods while I'm out there, sweating in the garden, doing, uh, you know, my, my labors of love with the fig trees and all that. And you can do the same. Uh, and it keeps your place, whether you switch from your phone to your Alexa to your whatever, um, Keep listen, enjoying all those audiobooks with new ones coming out every week, or the podcast, or the custom audio entertainment created just for Audible. You find that when you start at audibletrial.com slash show. Um, make sure you subscribe to our show on YouTube. We appreciate that very much. And uh, check out some of our fabulous merch. Maybe you want to get the bucket hat. You know, it's getting to be the end of bucket hat season. But you can get into... Um, you know, I mentioned hoodie season is practically here. I got the nice big hoodie. Where is it? Over here. And then I wanted to get to the beach towel, which is my favorite thing of all. And because it's got the full artwork, the uh, artist named Jody Collins did the full logo. And it just reminds me of that motel sign in the Smokies, that, <laughs> which is where I would love to live someday. <laughs> Look at that. How about it? All right. Um, Anything else okay? You got the, you got here on time. We had a whole thing about uh, the time zone, trying to figure out what time to get Everything else is good. To get you here. Uh, a couple of uh, not Knoxville uh, places I want to shout out. Yeah. Thank you to the uh, Knoxville Ice Bears for all their national anthem opportunities. Oh, yeah. Our friends, the Tennessee Smokies, just down the road here in Kodak, who are actually going to be coming back to Knoxville before That's too right. long. That's right. Thank you to uh, Mr. David Feather with the Knoxville Ice Bears, Randy Boyd, and the whole Boyd Sports family. Uh, because of those opportunities, I should be singing for the Chattanooga Lookouts next nice. month, and uh, probably the uh, fat, the Trash Pandas there in Madison. I'll be singing oh, for them as well. Good. So uh, the double A affiliate of the uh, yeah. Angels. The, I, I thought they were in Huntsville, the Trash yeah. Pandas, but that's cool. I've seen them when they play uh, raccoons. If you're from the north, a Trash Panda is a raccoon. 
And I thank you to the Knoxville Man Show for letting me sing with them last year, the press room, and... Uh, oh, good, yeah. Alley Rays, um, and... Um, I'm forgetting. I've sung at so many places around A lot here, of good but. gigs. Well, that's why we want to follow you on social media. Yeah. All right. Excellent work. Uh, Daniel Michael Crane, thank you for being here on the Frank and Friends Show. Look at that. We're right on time. Yep. Um, this is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Daniel Michael Crane, DMC. <laughs> thank you for watching, and we'll talk to you again next time.